You've got to tune to KEXP. We are listener-powered radio at 90.3 FM here in Seattle, streaming around the world at KEXP.org. And from halfway around the world, it's our great friends, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, live here in the KEXP studios. Welcome.
Holy cow. It's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard live here in the KEXP studios. Once the train leaves the station, you better hold on tight. They're playing tonight at Showbox Soto here in Seattle. We got one more for you.
Nicely done. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard live here in the KEXP studios. Boy, it is always so fun to see you perform live. And you've been playing a bunch of shows here on the West Coast. I follow you online, and you had a ton of shows over in Europe. And people are going nuts. How's it been? Wow. It just looks like so much fun. It's, it's been fun. It's been a fun kind of year so far. We've just been trying to play a million shows this year. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Last year we kind of recorded a lot. We did have shows last year as well, but this year it's kind of like let's just try and play as much as we can, which is a good feeling. It's been fun. You did still play a lot last year, and as many people know, you made what seemed maybe at the time to be an offhand comment that you were going to put five records out last year, and you did it right under the wire at the end of the year. That's a lot of great music, and uh, man, job well done. And when I'm reading some of the interviews about it, it really gave me an interesting insight. You take the listener on so many journeys through your music, uh, lots of um, lyrical journeys as well, and all kinds of different music on each album. And it was curious to read about how that came together. I kind of thought in a linear fashion, but that's not at all how it worked. You really have discrete ideas for each record. Yeah, I think um, it originally started with with four, not five, which is kind of funny. Um, but we had four fairly distinct um, ideas kind of leading into the year last year. Um, and there was a couple of songs that we were playing live even in 2016. We are doing um, this stuff that kind of came straight from Nonagon Infinity, sort of like the Murder of the Universe kind of thing, a little bit of Lord of Lightning, and those kind of songs sort of came straight out of Nonagon Infinity and that sort of felt like the next most kind of absurd, extreme version of that record. And then Crumbling Castle was sort of in a way related to that as well, but we are kind of messing around with this polymetric kind of like thing as well and that sort of felt like its own um its own idea and then we were messing around with these microtonal guitars as well and um there was one or two of those songs kind of came you know about pretty pretty early on um and I think we were playing Rattlesnake towards the end of 2016 as well and we'd been um touring with Mild High Club to um all throughout 2015 and, and 16 I think from memory um so we had this idea to make a record with them. So those those four records, the first four records, yeah, really had just a little bit of an idea for each record um, before we started the year. And then it's like, okay, well, instead of kind of building a record, you know, out of these kind of like individual songs, these songs feel too um, disjointed. They feel like they don't belong together. Let's Let's separate them and then build a record around these individual songs and kind of keep you know, make some uh, siblings for them or, or something. Um, and then the fifth one, Gumboot Soup, was sort of like, um, I think early on in the year it sort of, it started to be apparent that there were songs that maybe didn't fit on any of the records. And there was also some microtonal stuff that, because we sort of made that record, we finished that rec- record first at least, but um, there's a few songs from that record that um, Greenhouse and um, All Is Known that, that felt like they still needed some love and it felt like, okay, well, let's do a fifth record with kind of like all this other stuff that still needs love but hasn't been given it yet. (laughs) And then amongst all these creative ideas within your music, uh, as a band and the way you move forward, the way you do business is also just very creative. It's a real family and friend affair. And you took us on a journey on Polly Wand Gonaland in the first uh, part of that set there. And that was a real experiment. You released that for free. A lot of people do that online digitally, but you took it like 
15 steps farther. Can you talk about the thought behind that and what, how you thought that would work out and what really happened? I think as the year sort of, um, sort of panned out, um, you know, we, we put that record out in November and it was the fourth record. And by the time we kind of came to, you know, finishing this record, it started feeling like, I don't know, I started getting this guilty feeling of constantly trying to sell stuff. It's like, hey, here's another record, it's 30 bucks. You know, that kind of, um, that sort of felt, started feeling weird to me. Um, so it was like, okay, well, let's make one of these last couple of records free. And it's really free. Like, you know, it's as, as free as we can make it. Um, it's not just like a digital download. It's like we put all this love into it and then it's free. It's as like a gift. It's a present. It's like, uh, thank you. We're feeling, you know, overwhelmed by um, just playing shows to people and it's still just like a spin-out to be able to have people come to our shows and stuff. Um, so it felt like that record was, was right for that too because um, uh, that record felt like it was the most um, considered to me. It was the, the one where we probably thought about um, each individual element um, each sound and 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 um, yeah, all the kind of like interconnecting layers of the music more than any other record that we've ever made before. Um, it was less haphazard. Let's just go in, fucking guns blaring, let's go, sort of thing. And that one was like considered, and it felt like it was important to make the free album a considered album. And as you said, you didn't just make it available for a digital download, but you really gave it to your fans. You told them to press it and do whatever they wanted with it. And you're, you even said, this is not our record. This is your record. And what did some people do with it? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, just as much of an experiment for us. You know, we were kind of curious to see what would happen. We were kind of interested. Um, and we were sort of giggling about it as well. We're like, this is a pretty weird thing to do. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but there's been a lot of, like, there's been, I don't know, there might be, Eric would probably have more of an idea how many versions. There's, yeah, there's 180 I'm... versions or, or so, apparently. Um, which is cool. We've got quite a few, like, a lot of nice people have handed us records and said, you know, here, we've, like, pressed this. Um, it's, it's, like, crazy. It's overwhelming. It's really cool. You have your own label, Flightless Records, and of course you care about the quality of the sound of your record. Is it difficult to press good quality vinyl? And I, I know it's expensive. Um, there are quite a few things that can go wrong. Um, we, it, it was sort of um, important to us to make sure we had all the parts that people would need, you know, in terms of making the audio good um, or sound, sound quality nice. Um, so we made sure we did a, a digital master and a, and a uh, vinyl master for people to use, um, which I think people did, um, or people took things into their own hands and did sort of like crazy experimental <laughs> stuff, which is cool as well. Um, yeah, we sort of just said, go nuts, like here's everything you're going to need, you know, have fun with it. Um, Jason, who's, who's our, our man who does kind of like all of our work and stuff, he did a front cover and we just kind of said, you know, you can, for the rest of the art, the back cover, if you do a gatefold, inner sleeve, um, vinyl colours, labels, all that stuff, you can kind of do whatever you like. Um, so that was kind of interesting as well to see what people have done. Um, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting. It's been cool, yeah. It's taken your labour of love and made it theirs as well. 
I want to talk about GizFest. We're such big fans of yours here, and we all say, we're going to go to GizFest. We're going to go to GizFest. And I did actually go. You did go. And, and it yeah. was <laughs> incredible. And as I said, people that know a little bit about the band know what a love project that it is. I mean, you started playing together as kids, many of you, and you run the label yourselves. You you have Flightless Records, and that's where you make a lot of the records and where you practice, and you invite people in to play shows there, which I also witnessed. But actually being at GizFest and feeling it and seeing it in person just really gives you a sense of something you can't even imagine. Like you've become incredibly popular as a band. And I think there were like 10,000 people there in Melbourne when I went and you could sell out that show. You need to make a living. There's a lot of you in this band. Lucas, congratulations. You just had a baby. Lucas just had a baby. Congratulations. (laughs) People, people you need to feed. You could sell out those shows and yet you bring all these artists along with you, you curate this festival lovingly. And in fact, in Melbourne, you had all these little side stages. There's, it it is just made with love. And I just, uh, I guess I've done all the talking here. I've explained it, but you know, how, how did that start for you? I mean, some of these bands came from outside Australia and you took them on the full tour with you, you know, that cut into what you could make. And I mean, um, thinking back to the, the the genesis of, of Gizfest, um, you know, four years ago or so now um it was just a show we just did a show and um we kind of booked a show and then invited like 15 bands to play (laughs) um and i think it just it wasn't really a festival it was like inside a venue and just with bands playing all day um and i think it sort of just naturally kind of evolved from there um but it's been funny to 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 a large extent it's like eric's kind of baby Eric spends a lot of time kind of working on this and thinking about this stuff. Um, but, it, yeah, it's always really nice to be able to, um, um, you know, sort of um, bring out and also hang out with, like, the bands like um, Luz and Kikigaku Moyo that played last year in Mod High Club and a bunch of other bands from Australia and, and everything. It's, um, yeah... It's wonderful to give those bands a platform, too. And I discovered partly through Murder of the Universe, but also um, at the festival, uh, Leah Sr., which is someone that I didn't know about and thought was amazing. So it's wonderful that you take these bands with you and give them a platform as well. Very talented young woman, Leah. (laughs) Well, now that you have uh, five records under your belt, um, I know you're going to tour a lot this year, but any exciting things going on? You have a little bit more time if you're not going to put out five records. You're probably not going to say that again. Yeah, I don't think I'll say that again. Uh, (laughs) Um We've been kind of jamming on a couple of new ideas, but mostly we're just kind of focusing on um, playing shows and um, just sort of just kind of um, changing gear a little bit, which is a nice feeling. Just sort of focus on just playing and um, getting to some places we haven't been before and and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's a nice... I mean, we're still super busy, just in a different way. Well, hopefully you're busy selling all those records, too, that you made. They're wonderful. If you don't have them, check them out. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Thank you so much, always, for making time for KEXP. Of course. Thanks for having us. Always a pleasure. Tonight they're playing at Showbox Soto here in Seattle, and you've got it tuned to KEXP, where the music matters.